I'd like to welcome our first sponsor to the official Do Good Better podcast, and that is DonorDoc. Listen, as a nonprofit, DonorDoc knows that you wear many different hats, and that's why they are here to help you make your life easier. DonorDoc helps you connect with your donors on a deeper level and provides you with the tools to become the ultimate fundraiser. There are other instantly cool features too, but we know connecting and staying connected with your donors are high on most of your priority lists. Hey, guess what? DonorDoc is so awesome, and I'm telling you, so awesome, that to everyone listening, they are giving you a 100% discount off your first month. That's right, 100% off. It's absolutely free to use for your first month. All you have to do is use the referral code DOGOODBETTER, and you're set. Again, do good better. It's simple. It's easy. Head to DonorDoc.com to learn more and get started. Hey, thanks, DonorDoc, for being an official sponsor of the official Do Good Better podcast. Your organization is awesome, but sometimes you want to be even awesomer. It's time to get your fundraising on with your host, fundraising expert and author, Patrick Kirby. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Kirby. And of course, we talk to small nonprofits doing great big things on this show. And you are in for a treat today because with us is Danae Key. She is the founder of Saber Life Foundation. If you have not heard of this, hold on to your butts. It's going to be a great one. Danae, thank you for being a guest on the official Do Good Better podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. So if somebody's clicking around on YouTube, they're looking at Apple's podcasts and they stumble across Saber Life Foundation. They have no idea what it is. Let's pretend I have no idea what it is. Let's give a 5,000 foot view on who you are, what you do, and how you got there. All right. Well, we are Saber Life Foundation, as you said, and we provide from young to old, no specific disability with trained service dogs just to get them through their day to give them purpose again. So you provide service dogs and you have no requirements on any disability, any age restriction, anything at all. You just know that there's a need out there for trained service dogs and you provide those. Absolutely. Holy crap. Okay. So we need to dive into this because that is such a big, hairy, audacious thing to do in life. I can't wrap my head around it. So how on earth did this start? Well, that started with our daughter, Gracie, um, her fifth, sixth grade teacher. She has, um, our daughter has a lot of psychological, emotional, she has a lot of, uh, physical disabilities. So, um, her fifth, sixth grade science teacher actually was, uh, bringing her service dogs that she has a son with autism, um, for public access, bringing them to school. And they just took up with Gracie and, you know, she was bringing them once, twice a week. And every time that would Gracie would change classes, the dogs would go with her. Of course, it was one dog at a time, but um, she was taking them from class to class and they became her service dog when she brought them. Um, so she told us, you know, when our female is old enough, we want to breed her specifically to give you a dog because that's what she needed. She needed a service dog. We were at our wits end of medications and doctors and you know we're talking years of putting her through testing and you know pharmacy and just so many different things and we were just nothing nothing was working so um you know it was a two and a half year long journey life kind of got in the way of you know being able to breed the dog uh but eventually we were able to get 
lifesaver home at 10 weeks old. And, you know, it's kind of interesting how she, you know, how our fundraiser name, um, our foundation name came about, uh, Saber Life Foundation, is she had come to me within this two and a half year period. And she says, Mom, you know, she's like, I think I have a name for my dog when he comes home. And she said, I think I'm going to name him Saber because I see him as being my lifesaver. So, that is where we came about is, you know, he has completely changed her life. Uh, she has almost completely gone off every medication she's been on just from having a service dog. Um, it's amazing what these dogs, what these animals can do for people. It's a huge, not just turnaround for the individual that receives the animal, but for the family involved. Um, huge, huge, you know, it's just been a huge turnaround, 180 turnaround for her, being able to go to school, being able to function daily, having a purpose to get up every day. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so her focus has gone from being very inverted with herself of this is all that's wrong with me and I have to take all these medications and I have to do that to, you know, she was in a very dark closet for a long time. Um, then he comes home and totally different child. Totally different child. That's crazy. Well, first yeah. of all, I can appreciate the fact that there's a Star Wars uh, connection in here. So that makes me super happy uh, to throw a bunch of nerd stuff in this. Uh, but number two, um, what sort of um, what sort of things were you seeing from a school and from a personal, uh, kind of out of the dark cloud, but what sort of things were happening and then you get the service dog and and then what, what's the, what sort of, what does that look like in a school setting? In a school setting before her dog even came home, we were looking at, she's very inverted. She's very to herself. There's no um, socializing. She was very just inverted. Uh, there was no friends, maybe one or two, but you know, it wasn't anything of, I stand out and you know, I'm the class clown or everybody look at me. There was, she was very, very to herself. Um, yeah. And then there was a lot of achievement in her academics that were just very, very overwhelming for her to the point that I'm five minutes into an assignment. I need someone with me consistently to help me from each problem to the next or each assignment to the next that she would go into shutdown mode that it's nap time. I would like, she would lay her head down. I can't do this. And after we got Saber home, it's, I can't wait to get done with school so I can be home with my dog. Now, considering, you know, he is, he will be starting school with her this year. So he's not actually been in school with her, but just seeing the academic difference in just having him at home, knowing he's waiting for her when she gets home, you know, I've never expected A's and B's from her but I've always expected her to try her best. And I know that she's better than an F. Um, and that's what I've always told her, you know, you, you're better than failing. You know, you, you're very smart. You're very intelligent. You just have to put forth the effort. So she went from bringing Saber home to this complete shutdown. I can't do this. No work getting done to straight F's to now we're bringing B's, C's and D's that, you know, they're high D's going into C's. So 
you know, she's completing the work. She's asking for help. She's becoming more verbal in things that she's needing, asking for help. It's just, you know, and he's not even in school with her yet. So huge accomplishments. That's amazing. So you go from having your, you know, some personal sort of, this is a wonderful triumph. And now you've got Saber Life Foundation. And now you're trying to provide service animals to everybody and anybody, regardless of situation. What's that leap look like? So you take, you know, your personal experience to like, everybody needs this. Why everybody? Why not a niche? Why not a group of like these four individuals in this five, you know, county area are going to get them? Everybody, which is amazingly large and uh, and audacious. And I love it. Um, What was that leap? That leap was when we were doing fundraising, you know, it's, you know, a service dog to have them trained, not just purchasing a dog, which, you know, we were very fortunate to be blessed with a dog. We didn't have to purchase a dog, Um, but we did have to figure out, you know, how are we going to put him through training? Um, And that was a lot of the stories that we were hearing. You know, I know somebody or I personally need, or my daughter or my son, someone in my family, you know, they need a service dog, but we don't have the funds. And that's something that's always been an ambition of mine and my husband's is if something needed to be done, we set our minds to it. We made a goal and we just executed. And that's exactly what we did with our daughter is, you know, okay, so now we have this dog coming home. Once reality hit, the dog is born. How are we going to pay somebody $25,000 to train this dog? We didn't even pay for the dog, but now we're looking at up to 25,000 to just train him. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, that's where that mindset came in is, you know, we started making dog treats. We started setting up at local events, selling homemade dog treats. And, you know, we forked out a little bit of money to only turn around and be able to put him 100% fully funded by our community through his training. So, you know, amongst just that, being able to execute and know exactly what we needed to do, there's a lot of people that they can't do that. You know, they're, they're living off of a disability check, you know, that's state funded or they're, you know, for whatever reason, they don't have those funds. It's not pocket chains. Nobody has $10,000, you know, up to $25,000. It's just insane. Um, the money that you have to come up with to provide a dog, to put a dog through training for whatever disability it is. Um, so, all these stories that we kept hearing, you know, just it it started within our first second event. We were hearing so many people. I know somebody, you know, it's not pocket change. And I kept thinking to myself and my husband and I both just having the same conversation over and over and over, you know, that it just kind of happened that when we're done with raising funds for Gracie, this is where we need to be. This is what we want to do. Right. And that's, that's what happened. You know, we completely paid off her training and we started the Saber Life Foundation and here we are wanting Great. to help so many people. I love it. You know, we, we talk a lot about uh, unrestricted gifts being the best kind of gifts. Well, unrestricted, uh, you know, organization, not having any restrictions on who the, uh, the service goes to. I equally endorsed. I like all this. So we talk a lot about on the show, uh, big, hairy, audacious goals. Can't get through a, a day or a week without planning. So what are some of the big plans that you have with uh, Saber Life Foundation? Well, we are, our first initial goal is to be able, at minimum, to be able to help three families or three individuals um, a year. 
you know, again, you know, that's, that's looking at, um, 8,000, $8,000 a dog. That's with us being able to provide a dog and fully trained. Um, so we're looking at, you know, cause we are brand new. So we're just now getting off the ground and, but that's our minimum goal. We want to be able to help so many. There's not a niche that we're looking at a specific, you know, age or a specific disability because there's so many people that have, there's so many disabilities. There's right. so many other people, you know, our government helps our veterans, which we're not going to turn down a veteran. We're not going to turn down, you know, the young or the old. There's, there's just no, we don't feel that there needs to be a niche because, you know, it, a disability may look different to you than it looks to somebody else. A lot of it's silent and a lot of it's internal and you can't really tell uh, some of those things. And I think that's a really important uh, message to those who are you know, looking at, well, this person doesn't physically look dis- has a disability. And I think that's a really important point. I love that a lot. You know, part of, uh, part of execution is doing things differently than anybody else. And we've talked about a couple of things uh, already, but what else is there that, that Saber Life Foundation does that nobody else within the sort of service dog industry uh, does separate you from everybody else. The biggest difference that separates us from anybody that we've come encounter with as people would refer to as competition mm-hmm. is we are providing the dog. We are providing the trainer. We are not asking our people that we're training and providing these dogs for to pay an enormous amount of money to have what they need. Um, it's in, in all generality, it's no different than, you know, our government with diabetics, you know, the insulin, this is something that they need to be able to live, mm-hmm. you know, great example. That's the way I've, I've always told everybody is that's another way to look at it. You know, these people that need a service dog, it's no different than a diabetic being without their insulin, you know, um, and they're paying costly, costly amounts, you know, of money for their insulin. And it just goes up and it goes up and it goes up. This is not pocket change. You know, it's not pocket change to be able to buy your insulin versus being able to have a service dog. So the difference between us and as people would say, our competition is we're providing all of that. The only thing we pay the initial upfront cost of the dog, the shots, everything that is the initial startup the training, um, we pay for that. And the only thing that we expect from our clients is to, however needs to be, help us to fundraise the remaining amount of what they are required to pay, which is next to nothing compared to $25,000. We're looking at $2,800 expected from our clients. You know, great fundraising plan to involve those who are going to get uh, benefit from the organization and what a great way to have them, you know, help in perpetuity and understand sort of the value of all those things and great talking points out of that. What's a wonderful little plan. I like that a lot. So as far as your documented successes so far, I know you're a young group and just kind of getting your, um, your feet under you. What's something that you can kind of point to uh, that says, I think we're on to something here. Yeah. Well, today we had a huge development that we have been kind of looking into over the last two or three weeks. And 
everything was kind of a set in stone. We had to kind of maneuver a little things to make it happen. But we had come across some information about a big corporation that we have here. We live in Walmart country, as we call it. We're the home of the home office of Walmart. So uh, there's a lot and a lot of people that work for Walmart. So a couple of weeks ago, we were just kind of pondering and, you know, who's going to be our first corporation that we reach out to? That's where we were. And we just kind of started doing our homework and reaching out to um, find information of what's the best way to do this. What is, you know, what is the route that we need to take to make sure that we are going to be able to succeed with all this effort we're fixing to put into asking for, you know, for donations. So this morning, lots of great information came in uh, between our board that everybody's been working on their own little, you know, sides of this project. Uh, we come to find out that Walmart's month of May is their giving month that um, coming from certain individual titles inside of Walmart, that if they give a minimum of a thousand dollars, then in the month of May, they will double that Walmart will match it and double it, but not only double it and match it, they triple it. Whoa. So as of this morning, we have a giver inside of Walmart. Uh, we don't know exactly the amount of what we're looking at, but we are at least looking at a thousand dollar minimum that Walmart will double then triple in the next five days. I love it. So that right there will give us our first three. That's great. Yes. Nice, nice and nice. That's awesome. Well, congratulations. And that was leads us right into the next uh, bit which is celebrating. And I think we can do a big round of applause uh, for you and Saver Life Foundation, uh, celebrating a big win out of the gate. And again, that has a lot of um, community buy-in is very important when you're talking with the nonprofit worlds, right? And you, there's a lot of, as you say, competition. There's a ton of nonprofits and anything you can do to step out and be a little bit different and a little bit um, eccentric to get the eyes and capture the attention of somebody who is in a position like that to help kudos to you. That's awesome. Um, so let's talk a little bit about appreciation. We love to spend a great deal of time here on the official Do Good Better podcast, uh, spreading the love. So is there, are, are there a, a handful of people, are there a couple of individuals that you'd like to give shout outs to today to say, these individuals are awesome and we needed to recognize them for being great to the Saber Life Foundation? Absolutely. Starting with our board members, every single one of our board members that have volunteered their time to make Saber Life Foundation what it is right now, going out and being the go-getters and just having the huge amounts of passion that they have. Amazing people. Amazing people. We couldn't have a better board than what we have. Um, you know, stepping outside of that, the event coordinators that, you know, are allowing Saber Life to come in as a nonprofit, even before Saber Life became a nonprofit, you know, allowing us to come in, you know, without having to pay fees and just being community giving back. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing people. I love those who take a risk on something that sounds amazing on paper and they don't know if it's going to be a for sure thing. And all of a sudden, poof, they become your best friends and biggest supporters. So kudos to the board, kudos to your uh, early adopters uh, for yeah. Saber Life Foundation. Speaking of appreciation, as a thank you for being a guest on the show, I like to offer any particular fundraising advice that I can dole out uh, if you had a particular question. So is there anything I can help the Saber Life Foundation do fundraising wise today? 
any advice in all honesty. You know, like I said, we've done the, you know, I wouldn't say piddly, but we've done the smaller local events. You know, we want to take now our foundation and go to the larger to, you know, to start looking out to bigger corporations, asking for grants to, um, you know, we don't want to just stay within our community because long-term for us with Saber Life Foundation, we want to be able to, in all 50 states, start reaching out and opening uh, sister projects that we can function in all 50 states and helping people all over the world. So um, the bigger and better that we're able to grow by doing different fundraising options, the better we're going to be and the more people will be able to help. Absolutely. So setting ourselves outside of the fundraising with just local events, mm-hmm. you know, what is your, you know, what is your opinion there? You know, what should be the next step of, you know, with bigger corporations, I guess you would say with bigger businesses, how do you go about asking for donations from those corporations? I'll tell you, uh, I'll give you a couple of tips. One, connect to ask. So first, I would go to the list of people who have either supported you or volunteered or been interested in saying, where do, they, where do those individuals work? Mm-hmm. And then start asking if you can give either little presentations or send information um, about what you're doing and what your sort of realm of funding is going to need. Uh, also, use the internet wisely, which is connect with other people who are in that same realm of service dogs who might be other startups, learn lessons from them, and maybe you can kind of partner up with a couple of different other groups as you sort of get your treads a little going. Um, that I think is going to be great because people will connect with you who may not know who you are and expand your donor possibility base, which is great. And finally, once you get in front of a corporation, make an ask. And it doesn't necessarily have to be big out of the gate, but I think the um, idea of, hey, would you consider supporting us maybe at this level? Or would you consider supporting this particular family who is doing some fundraising for, um, you know, the completion of their fundraising project for this particular dog? Um, I think uh, making your connections as best as possible, and especially at a time like this where everybody's kind of sitting at home and waiting for making a new friend or, or, or uh, you know, resisting going out in public. They're all sitting at their computers waiting to make a friend. Great time to do so. Uh, you're also looking at a lot of people who want to do good. And if they can't necessarily afford a giant check, they can sure introduce you to a bunch of people who could too. So I think using that as leverage and making your connections and then getting into there and just saying, hey, this is who we are and this is what we're looking for. And this is the range in which we are looking for support. Is there something on there that might look good to you? So connect with as many people as possible. Just get connecting crazy. Uh, find somebody who else is uh, sort of connected into the uh, the dog training or the, or the uh, service dog industry. Connect with them. Ask kind of what their best practices are. Ask if you can help. Ask if they can partner up with you. The world's your oyster at this point because you're sort of that uh, excitable, brand new, shiny object that I think a lot of people are going to want to jump on board to because you've got all the enthusiasm. And some people are just sort of bored with their fundraising life and they want to find somebody who's enthusiastic and you seem to be the person to do just that. Absolutely. So uh, we've come to the end of our uh, podcast, but I cannot, uh, I cannot let the people listening not find a way on how they can support the Saber Life Foundation. So the floor is yours, Danae. Give us how we can connect with you. We've got a large sack of money just sitting in the corner of our room over there. We're looking to give it away. How do we give it away to the Saber Life Foundation? And how do we connect and uh, be super friends with you? Floor is yours. 
Absolutely. So right now um, we are creating several different social media sites um, to be able just to connect with us. We are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Um, simply just type in the Saber Life Foundation. You'll find us on any of the social media sites. Um, also, just finding myself personally as the founder, Danae Key. Um, I'm on all the social media sites as well. You can email us at the Saber Life Foundation at gmail.com. Um, there are several different ways. Just, you know, message us, reach out to me, email us. There's several different ways. Um, you know, we're, we're just, we're always open to new ideas. We're always open to, to different new stories to anybody that's willing to donate and give to these families. So that way we can pay it forward. I love it. Um, I have always, all that information is going to be in the show notes. We can get an easy link and you just click away and you donate and connect and make sure that you are following Saber Life Foundation on all of the social media platforms. Today, thank you so much for being a guest on the official Do Good Better podcast. I wish you all the best and all the luck. Great stuff that you are doing and we will talk to you later. Thank you. There are countless videos, books, articles, and folks out there with suggestions on how to raise more money. Of course, that's a major problem. Too much information. Do Good University has an online library of lectures, courses, and trainings that concentrate on one thing, making fundraising simple. Come join other like-minded do-gooders who are looking to unclutter their fundraising life. Enroll at Do Good University today at dogoodbetterconsulting.com.